Hi friends, welcome back to the Worldwide Friends podcast. This is Meredith and I'm here in New Zealand where we have had our level four lockdown period lifted um, for next week. So on Tuesday we head back down to level three, which will still be a little bit restricted, um, but more businesses are able to open and more importantly, my favorite coffee shop. So this episode, we catch up with Tim again in Spain. We spoke to him a few weeks ago um, and last week I spoke to him about supermarkets again. Um, we also chatted about his newfound hobby, which is cleaning his apartment, which sounds amazing. We also talk about why American football is a great sport to watch, uh, what we're missing during lockdown and what we're looking forward to once it's lifted. And we cover off the last 10 years of Oscar winning films. So it's an action packed episode. I hope you enjoy it and I hope that you are okay and staying safe wherever you are. Okay. Hello, Tim. How are you? Hello, Meredith. I'm fine. Thanks for the call. It's been a, a couple of weeks. It has been a few weeks since we spoke to you last. And um, as I recall, you were in lockdown in, in Spain and we weren't here in New Zealand. So it kind of felt like a bit of a, it was a strange thing for me to be talking to you when you were in lockdown. And now we've been in lockdown for sort of three and a half weeks. So I know exactly what it's like. <laughs> Yeah, but, it's uh, like the, a precursor from the future, but now you're, you're living it. That's right, exactly. So yeah, I mean, I've we've obviously everyone's got their own lockdown experiences, and um, what's real for me is going to be completely different for you. So how uh, how are you going with lockdown? How are things in in the apartment? Well, yeah, the apartment still remains fantastic. Um, cleaning it like crazy. I'm, Cleaning up a storm. I've never done so much cleaning in my life. I think it's my new hobby. You're enjoying the cleaning. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was already starting to enjoy the cleaning before, just before the lockdown. I realized I had a really good apartment and I was hitting my mid 40s. It was time to do some cleaning. Uh, but now, yeah, it's my only real possible activity. So it's, it's really something I enjoy. You know, so one of the um, teachers at uh, my son's kindy just before we headed out the door for lockdown, she said, oh, my house is, is um, never going to be so clean. And I went, my house is never going to be so untidy. Yeah. <laughs> the two yeah. boys at home, on, honestly, pretty much every day, the entire range of toys that we own gets dumped into the lounge. So, yeah, it's a mission. So Paul says that the maintenance is key. About many things, Paul is right. So yeah, it's about keeping it up. That's really the key. But uh, in this place, it's only me living here, so I can't really trash it that much. But when you say you're cleaning, are you doing this maintenance cleaning or are you doing, you know, like your special kind of spring clean where you, you spring clean and you tidy or is it, what sort of cleaning are you doing? Well, yeah, I think there's possibly a different philosophy on cleaning in, in Spain because they, they don't really have carpets. It's very unusual that you see a carpet. So it's all about polishing the floors. That's the real game. Wow, so what sort of floors have you got? Wooden floors or tiles? No, like tiles, beautiful tiles, the most amazing tiles I've ever seen. So I, I kind of feel obligated to keep them clean. <laughs> 
That sounds good. So apart from cleaning, what else have you been doing to pass the time during this lockdown period? Because how many weeks are you yeah. into lockdown now? Uh, this is week five, uh, coming into week six. So we, wow. we went into lockdown on March the 7th. So you mentioned last time we spoke that you've you'd listened to over 500 podcasts. So what else have you, have you been listening to more podcasts or watching? Yeah, I, got on, I didn't realize on the podcast app, they give you, you can get your hourly listening. So I'm heading into for 1000 hours. Wow. So that's, that feels good that they recorded that. So I can know that. Yeah. A lot of great podcasts and some, yeah, a lot of Netflix. And I mean, concentration can be an issue just because, you know, like the stress and everything. And I feel like I should be doing other stuff. So like when I can actually concentrate on something, that's really good. Uh, I don't know. What, what have you been watching? Uh, well, we were watching a series, the latest series of Vera, which is the British crime drama with the, um, yeah, with Vera, who's a DCI solving crime. Mm-hmm. And- um we started watching this show called devs but yeah not we we don't have netflix anymore um we got we got rid of it just before like probably about two or three weeks before lockdown um because there was nothing on anymore there's other things although apparently now they're making more money than ever because everybody's at home i don't know yeah the menu is quite hard to navigate it's always fine it's not that easy to really find something you want to watch like it's fine to just see something impulsively but to find something really good can be quite tricky. This is on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. that's my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I think with all of these kind of, you know, streaming apps, I think a good menu and, um, uh, you know, like user-friendly navigation is absolute key. Like I will switch something off within seconds if I can't figure out how to use it quickly. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's really important. Friends, Amazon, which is a bit better. Like I think it's easier to use, and that you're more inspired to watch more things. Maybe, maybe it's just because it's new to me. Um. So, have you been watching any more American football? No, I've lost the patience for it. Um. I mean, you do need to have a lot of patience because each game will be up to three hours, between two and three hours. So, I think you need to have your wits about you for a full game of American football. Yeah, I've watched some highlights and I'm keeping up. I'm looking forward to the draft next week. It's the NFL draft. Do they think they're going to actually be able to play a season this year? Yeah, they do actually. They're very proactive. They think they're going back in September, even if it's empty stadiums. Okay. Yep. I guess that's probably more realistic, isn't it? At this stage, empty stadiums. Yeah. So, I'm interested to find out while we're on American football, because I. I, you know, I've seen it. I know about it from watching movies and, and things like that. But what is it about American football that you really like and, and why, what makes it better than, say, watching some of those other popular um, American sports like ice hockey or baseball or basketball? Yeah, very good question. I think the main thing about American football is the season is so short. So they only play like 16 regular games. So it's over very quickly. It's September till about Christmas and then they have the playoffs in January and the Super Bowl and it's done and then you miss it for the rest of the year so I think it has a really good I don't want to say it, um, sense of seasonality whereas all the other American sports and now like football in England maybe rugby too down and down under there's just too many games you just have to watch it all the time whereas American football is quite concise 
That's a really good point, I think, because I, I feel like, especially having a husband who really enjoys um, football, English football of any kind, whether it be Premiership or Champions League or whatever it is, it does seem like they play it all right, all year round. Um, and I'm just a bit like, when do we get a break? <laughs> but So I do like what you're saying about American football. But what about the game itself? I mean, what is it about the game that you like? Is it the because you're saying the games themselves can be up to three hours. So is it just because it's high intensity or is it like the way the game's played? Yeah, I think it's one of the most strategic games, um, but it's not for everyone. We might not be able to get all of our listeners on board with this one because you do need to know the rules and the rules are very complicated. Yeah. So it's played out with a lot of strategy and a lot of tactics. It's kind of like a war. There's like 70 people involved in each team. So, but yeah, I think the jazzmatas also like the real razzmatas. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, I do like the fact that you're sort of likening it to a war almost because I know that from what the little I know about it is that you know there's offense and defense and there's plays and you know you all huddle and then you go okay we're going to do this play and then they go in and they do that and it's like haha we tricked you you know <laughs> like you didn't know we were going to do that. So I guess from that point yeah. of view, like if you understand the rules and know what they're talking about it could actually be quite fun to watch because I think um football I get it you know it's pretty straightforward except for the offside rule I've never understood that and probably never will and that's fine (laughs) I'm also interested to find out uh, an update on the supermarket situation because last time we we spoke um we had that you had that bit of a scare where they closed for a day so how how often you've been able to get out to the supermarket yeah, I try just to go to once a week because there's like uh, people are really following the lockdown really well here. Like there is a communal sense of guilt. You just don't want to do too many contagious situations. So I just go once a week and I've stopped going to the best one because it's become more difficult to get in. It's a bit more hardcore. Like you have to get in a line first, but uh, the other one has all the same stuff, but it's just a little bit less popular but so i'm going there tomorrow good stuff so have you have you been buying anything different than you normally would like do you buy yourself any treats because you're stuck in lockdown or have you developed any new recipes or culinary skills that you didn't know you had before well i'd say i buy a lot more because i was always the kind of guy that would go to the supermarket every two or three days i was really into that bachelor vibe (laughs) now it's going to be once a week so i've got to buy a lot of stuff but you know i mean remember you have some great supermarkets down there in new zealand what's your best supermarket down there we've got uh well just down the road from where we are about five minutes drive down the road we've actually got three supermarkets we've got pack and save countdown and new world um so yeah they've all got they've all got their their varying uses and they actually do sell different products from supermarket to supermarket I guess it depends on the type of people that normally would shop there so you've got your, your kind of budget discount supermarket pack and save and then you've got yeah that's the yellow, right? yeah, that's yellow. The one. yeah yeah so then you've got middle of the road kind of countdown that that you know sells both stuff but some different products and then new world is kind of a more of the upper end yeah that they, they have more sort of they have a pretty good range of sort of organic and um, you know, gluten-free and I'm vegan, so they've got a lot of vegan food in there, you know, dairy-free 
cheeses and mayonnaise and stuff like that. It's yeah. Been on the rise. I think there was one near to your apartment, to your house, sorry, in Christchurch. Me and Paul have gone to a lot, but it's probably even better now. Like that. Oh, was, Fresh Choice. Fresh Choice Carrington. Yeah. That that used to be. Yeah, that was just down the road from my house, and and we pretty much went there almost every day <laughs> when we lived there. Yeah. So this is a question I was thinking about the the, the what are you going to do as soon as you get out of lockdown question oh and yeah it might it might follow on with the supermarket theme like just to be able to go back to the supermarket anytime you wanted rather than to have to strategically plan it That's yeah what else other, other ideas that was <laughs> well i think well because for new zealand it's going to be i don't know how it is going to be in spain i don't think it's going to be a case of right that's it lockdown's over life's going to go back to kind of how it was before so what they're talking about is that because we've got four levels and, and alert levels and at the moment we're in alert level four so what we're going to do if and when we come out of that is go back down to alert level three so it kind of is sort of still a lockdown but you've got more businesses are allowed to open um still no cafes restaurants or bars are allowed to open but um if you can do contactless you know, um, like delivery or things like that, then they can do that. So there is a little bit more sort of scope. So schools aren't going to open, you know, things like that. So it still kind of feels like it could be a long way off yet. Um, but I am actually one of the, I know this might sound a bit strange, but I'm actually looking forward to taking my kids to the playground because <laughs> yeah. we've got a, we've got a playground like a hundred meters down the road from our house. And it's got yellow uh, do not enter, like tape, like all around all the play equipment. And it's just really sad, you know, like to see that and for them to walk past it and not understand that they can't go and play on their playground, that they can play on whenever they want. So that's one of the things I'm looking forward to actually doing once this is finished. Taking the kids to the yeah. playground. And isn't it, isn't it funny that it's something that, that would – you know, previous to all of this would seem just quite a normal thing to do. And that's actually something that I, I was going to ask you as well. So perhaps maybe you answer this question first. What what do you think, or you you looking forward to doing once lockdown's finished? And then I'll go on with my next question. Yeah, well, the, the, I thought about that more and more in the beginning. It was it was like grand stuff, like, yeah, I want to go out for a really fancy dinner on the seafront. <laughs> but just to go for a run right now would be pretty good because we don't have exercise yet. We have to have exercise back in about two or three weeks. So just to do the stuff that you're doing now would be pretty nice to be able to go for a walk, to go to the park or some kind of nature. So you're not even allowed to go for a walk or like a run or exercise outside at the moment? No, absolutely not. Wow. Uh, people have been following it in this area, especially. Like, I haven't really seen anyone abusing it until tonight. There was a guy walking his dog, and you could just see there was the fatigue five weeks coming up yeah. to six that just wanted to sit down for a bit. And I think it's much harder on the Spanish because they're really social people. Yeah. They're generally yeah. smaller apartments. So. It's been quite an amazing effort. I'm humbled by the effort that people made to follow the lockdown. Uh, the 
it is enforced by the police, but there's not that big a backlash against it. Yeah, that's really good, isn't it? I think uh, we're finding that here. I mean, the messages coming in the government do their press conferences is that, you know, they're really proud of New Zealanders for doing such a good idea, you know, good job of staying home and everyone is, for the most part, taking it pretty seriously and actually realising that it is really important to stay home. So, and, and, it's, and it appears to be working for us. I mean, we've had a couple of days now of pretty low cases, new cases come in. So, um, but it's you know, really good. I'm really glad to hear that because it's mm. not like that everywhere. So, I'm looking for like the hope stories. Mm-hmm. Portugal's looking pretty good, New Zealand's looking pretty good. Yeah. So, that was one thing I was going to ask you. So, Spain is currently, well, on, the, on that YouTube coronavirus world map counter thing. Um, Spain is currently sitting at number two in terms of the amount of cases ahead of obviously uh, the United States with, I don't know, six times more um, (laughs) cases than, you know, the number two spot. So do you think, um, do you feel like your government's response has been pretty good to this? You know, have they acted quick enough? Have they done what they needed to do? Are they now doing what they need to do? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, there's a lot of things to, to break into. Um, the initial response was definitely very slow, but I, I really think nobody saw it coming. We were a couple of weeks yeah. after Italy and a couple of weeks before the UK. The UK never got it together. Their response has been much worse. But looking back, it does seem ridiculous that on March the 7th, all these large social events took place. They, they were crazy spreaders now. Looking back, you had the Women's March. Madrid, you had kind of far right march as well. You had a lot of sports events going on, and looking back, that seems ridiculous. We're going to have public inquiry. That's crazy. But I think then the response was was really fast. But we were still not winning the war yet. We're still really in the battle. I think we're better than the UK now because we, we flattened the curve. The deaths are down, but mm. then just not going down fast enough. Um, in regard to more cases, more COVID cases, I don't think that's as big a deal. It just means they're doing a lot more tests. So yeah. we can have more cases, just we need to get the death rate down, which that's right. is beginning to happen, but it hopefully over this weekend we'll see more. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty devastating, it's actually, the numbers that are coming out from, you know, from countries that are experiencing the highest amount of deaths and, yeah, pretty heartbreaking for to be in amongst that I imagine yeah and it's just a terrible feeling to watch it unfold Mm. and then just yeah we don't have a grip on it yet I think in the UK right now it's worse than here because here now at least we've flattened the curve but we're still not descending as fast as we'd like to be but there's a sense of an end to it whereas in the UK or certainly not in the United States it's just still exponentially going up yeah but i think new zealand is a source of hope so i'm really glad that you guys are you're gonna get out of this one like you don't have many deaths over there right like how many it's like a few hundred or less 11 or single figure 11. 11 yeah yeah as of yesterday yeah so um i think currently i think the last yesterday they announced there was um probably about maybe a dozen people in hospital and three in ICU and a couple in critical condition. So, um, yeah, we're at, we're in the sort of pretty low figures, really. So to have, I mean, what our country's 
nearly five million population and eleven deaths. So we've got it. We've got to say that they've done something right, and um, I'm pretty impressed actually. I think that's probably an understatement. I think most people are pretty impressed with the way it's been handled here, but I guess also because we're an island nation, you know, shutting our borders early like we did was, um, you know, probably the best thing that we could do, and we could do that easily because we're an island nation. So, um, yeah, so there is hope, I think. And, I, th- you know, I think that, you know, with people taking it as seriously as, as it sounds like they are in Spain, you know, there is hope that this can actually be um, be flattened, you know, a lot a lot more than it already is. It's just going to take time. But, but yeah, it- I, I kind of compare New Zealand and Portugal. Like, it was a similar story, like a, a very socially conscious population had been watching this unfold on TV, very aware of everything going on, and then we were just able to, to stop it soon. Yeah, and I think that was, um, you know, the the advantage that we had, you know, having that hindsight of seeing it unfold in other countries first already and going, okay, this is how it's played out and this is what's worked and this is what hasn't worked. And so they've, they've pretty quickly jumped onto what they thought would be the best thing to do. And it turns out it has been so. And a kind yeah. of follow-up question to what you asked me about what I was looking forward to. What sort of things have you missed, uh, you know, while you've been in the lockdown that you didn't think that you would miss or that you were surprised about missing? Yeah, I mean, just like weird stuff. Like I'd like to actually go into a public space. Like I thought I was over all that. Like I'd like to get on a plane or a crowded train. These are the things that are hard to do now with the, with the virus, but um, yeah. yeah. Isn't that, yeah, that's interesting that, that sometimes it's the things that we were a bit over in our daily lives that we actually end up realizing we miss. Have you, have you got any sort of stories about life in general or interesting things that you've heard in Spain that you can tell us about? Yeah, I mean, they're getting the tests going out, but on a, on a more sort of lighter note, all the sports has gone off TV, and what a lot of the Spanish footballers have been doing is playing esports, like online sports against each other to fill the time. So, how does that work? So, I guess, yeah, it's like two guys probably in their 20s, and they used to be, you know, training and running around like crazy, like more energy than anyone. So, they would just have a match on the PlayStation, and that would be broadcast on TV. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, on, on a macro level, I, I try not to watch too much Spanish news at the moment. It's kind of depressing. But no, I mean, some of the, the TV presenters have become much better as well. You can see, like, people are raising their game. Sports will come back, because if you guys have got the curve down that low, you could probably mm. have sports season. Yeah, p- potentially. I don't think there will be any kind of, well, sort of in a, in a local community sports this winter. You know, obviously winter's quite a big time for netball and rugby and soccer so I don't think that's probably going to happen this year Um, but uh, certainly at a national kind of level they may do the same thing as what you're talking about you know still have the games but with no crowds uh, because on our alert level three there's no large gatherings still until we get down to alert level one so yeah I don't think there's going to be any kind of big big crowds yeah Gathering. It's something I would, I would love to do, but I, I'm not sure I'm even ready to think about doing that for a very long time. I can't really imagine going to a stadium. Yeah, I know. 
that's it. I mean, unless like socially isolated, you have like one spectator for 10 rows or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Imagine what a Mexican wave would look like in that kind of situation. <laughs> like, you know, one person stands up, wave go, yo, oi. <laughs> Maybe like the, the 50 loudest fans and spread them out that's throughout right. the stadium. Yeah, that could, that could work. You'd have an audition. For like, like the fanatics, yeah, yeah. You're gonna do a YouTube video of you know your craziest reaction to a goal score or something like that, and then the best ones will get picked. Yeah, that could work. I can see that happening because there's so many people stuck at home, and they're going to be yeah. full of energy and missing football and things. So yeah, it's, it's well, possibly been, on. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've seen so many YouTube videos of people doing some really crazy, funny stuff, and there's been songs made up, and we've got one of our, our Director General of Health, um, he's on, on the press conferences most days at one o'clock, telling you about all the numbers and the figures and the new cases and things like that, and so he's become a somewhat of a national hero, and there's a, there's a couple of guys that have made songs up about him, and one's a rap. And it's pretty wow. funny. Yeah. I'll have to send it to you. It's pretty amusing. I was going to ask you, is there something, and you've probably touched on this already with your, with your cleaning, but is there something you've been doing during lockdown that you think may be different from anybody else? Any kind of new, unusual habits that you've, that you've noticed? Or... Similar to other, other people, lockdown, similar stuff around the world. But yeah, like talking to old friends and uh trying to read and catching up with things I really like. Maybe, maybe yeah, just watching a ton of old sports. Like the whole of the 90s is being shown on Eurosport, so just the whole of the Spanish Football League. What's it like to go back in time and watch? Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's amazing, actually. That's something I really like about this whole thing. Like, uh, I think this has been the best sports here of my life because, and in movies too, like I really want to talk to you about the Oscars, uh, because I've been forced to go back and revisit these things. And usually it's just all going on all the time. Like the film industry is just pumping out product endlessly. There are just games after games after games. Like you're saying, Paul is always watching uh, football from Europe. And it, it's just a bit too much. But if you can go back into it and see the, the historic patterns and revisit the films, that, that's kind of a nice thing. So what, so what have you been watching most of the Oscar winning films or yeah, Oscar nominated films? up on a few of the best pictures and some of the can films as well so yeah maybe we could have a look at this list if we've got time yeah, you've got you've got a top five there or a top 10 yeah and i just got year by year going back the last few years and i know you go to cinema all the time so we could just yeah. talk about go for it. okay so 2010 and this is a film i've not seen the king's speech oh yes uh yeah, won the oscar Colin Farrell, is it David Fincher? And um, yeah, classic choice, sort of real mainstream Oscar winner. 2011, The Artist. No, I've not seen that one. Yeah, that was a very random win for a black and white silent film but made in Hollywood with a leading lady from Argentina. But it, it was a big surprise. Uh, yeah, worth having what, a look at. What did it win? Which best film? Yeah, best film, best picture for the Academy, right. the artist. Okay, cool. Okay, 2012, what do you got? 
2012 was Argo, Ben Affleck. Yeah, very good. That's one of like um, sci-fi film about the escape from Tehran. Uh, quite a mainstream winner. It was no like surprise, but a classic. Fair. 2013, 12 years a slave. Yeah, classic. Very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brad, yeah. Brad Pitt production. 2014, this is the real favorite of mine. I love this one. Birdman. Yeah, yeah, so good. Like probably one of, oh, I can still remember the feeling I had after I finished watching it. It was so, so good. Yeah. And it's very Rewatchable. It's good on the second and third viewing. I think I watched yeah, it when was right. in the sort of cinema, and I just saw it in my apartment again another two or three times. Really nice one. Right, 2015. The next one, yeah, this one I'm lost on. You're gonna have to help me. Spotlight. I don't remember that. No, I don't either. I think it was a quiet year for the Oscars. <laughs> what was happening in 2015? I wonder. That made it. Quite yeah. Before the whole Trump Brexit thing, it was just quite a quiet year. I don't know. But the next one you'll know, I'm sure. We talked about this one all the time. And it's weird that you have two films with almost the same name. In 2016, the winner was Moonlight. It won against La La Land, and it was a big surprise. I have. I don't actually think I've seen La La Land. Don't recommend it. Actually, don't bother. It's not great. <laughs> all right. What do you got for 2017? Then, yeah, this one I haven't seen, and this is the film I probably want to see more than any other film. If I can find a way to do it during this confinement, I will. The Shape of Water. Ah, yes, I have seen that. Very, yeah, definitely need to see it. How could I find it? Maybe it's on, I don't know, Amazon? Might be on Google Play or something. Might have to rent it. Might be worth it. Oh, definitely, definitely worth it. Yeah, it's so good. And 2018... 2018, this was a random winner, and it's it's seen as a bad uh, reflection of the Oscars, of the Academy. It was seen as a real throwback winner, like very sexist, traditionalist, Green Book. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that one either. I think Paul it's might have thinking about watching it, but it got so slated. It was such a backlash against uh, Hollywood after it that, yeah, I mean, now I have time, so I'll probably watch it. But it's about the driver, I think. So like, anyway, limousine. 2019, plus for words. 2019, and I know you've seen this one because we talked about it before. Yeah. With Paul, especially. Parasite was the winner. Yeah. Cleaned up. Yeah. yeah. I think it was four or five awards in total. And it also won the Palm d'Or in Cannes. So that's yeah. a very rare achievement. It won both the Cannes and Hollywood Oscar. Just amazing. It was so, um, oh, so many twists and turns, but just, and, and so many unexpected things happened, but just so well filmed as well. Like I, being a being a photographer, I one of the things I love about watching films is the cinematography. And I just like, I love it when I can, you know, every five minutes go, wow, that's a great shot, or wow, that's a great shot, you know? Um, so for me, that was part of it, but I think it was just the whole package. Like it had it all, just everything that you need for an outstanding film. So I think it was very well-deserved win. Got to see it. That's top of the list now. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You'll love it. Yeah. Parasite in the Shape of Water. Definitely. And, um, one last thing I was going to talk to you about was, uh, virtual reality. Just to have a... Just to have a complete non-segue, Paul got a 
what I call Optimus Prime, <laughs> except it's not. It's an Oculus Rift or something. Uh, I that was the name too. What did you say? You've got one. No, I thought that was the name. What you told me, I, oh, I, I heard you. Say, I, I believe. Yeah, Transformers, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, because I could, I don't know what it was for it, and so no, I must admit, he's been going on on about getting virtual reality for years. And I've never really kind of entertained the thought until he started to being a bit more serious about it. And then he was really like, you know, you've got to try it. And I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand why you want to go into another world and have a look at some other stuff until I tried it. And I've got to admit, it is pretty cool. So I was paddling a kayak in Antarctica the other day. And wow. that's, that, that was pretty cool. And looking at Machu Picchu and, um, yeah, some other pretty cool things, except – he got me onto the International Space Station. And yeah, it's insane. But we're inside before you actually go out to go and explore on the outside of it, you're inside it and it says, move the joystick to, to move yourself. And I moved and literally two seconds worth of movement, I almost threw up. I had to take the headset off and go, nah, can't do it because I get really bad motion sickness. And it was just far too realistic for me. So yeah. Well, that actually sounds really good. I mean, that that's that sounds amazing. That's a really good advert. If it's that good, then <laughs> yeah. It is. It is pretty fun. I mean, but that one, the, the coolest thing about it is there's the kind of like there's a home room, like you know, sort of like your landing page when you get there. And there's different scenes that you can create it. And it's pretty cool. So you can like look right around 360 and there's like a log fire and a couple of chairs and opens out onto like, it's a, uh, you know, like a ski lodge, um, but you can pick lots of different ones. So it's pretty cool. You can kind of transport yourself into a different world for a few minutes. Awesome recommendation for, for listeners to the Worldwide Friends Lockdown Podcast. Yeah. That might be to get the, the headset. Yeah, I think you should. I think you'd like it. And the then, Optimus Prime. <laughs> Oculus something. <laughs> you might have to Google it. Yeah, but I think yeah. you'd really like it. And then that actually what you could do is you can uh, meet up with Paul in one of the virtual reality places and say can hi. We actually do that? Can yeah. we do that? Yeah. So wow. there's like they have these VR chat rooms and I was actually I was actually in one the other day. And so you have some people that have got like um, the, the headsets on and then you have some people that are in these um, chat rooms that are just on their computer. And so they look different. They've got like a different avatar. Like you can make your own avatar in the VR, um, but the guys that are on the computer, they look different. And so I was just standing there having to look around and then all of a sudden this person started coming towards me and like was standing right next to me. And I was like, Ah! <laughs> and then they kind of flinched and ran away and um it wasn't until after i took the headset off because i got freaked out paul's like they can actually hear you <laughs> like what they yeah i mean i've read a lot of sci-fi books about this i did not realize it is now available so yeah i'm gonna do that as soon as possible i think you should i think you'd like it all right tim well thanks very much for the chats been good to catch up with you and Care about how you're going, and I think I think I've got to say, even though you're sort of what five six weeks into it, I think you're sounding and uh, a lot more positive, and you know you've got a bit of a handle on the situation, and you're yeah, you sound like you're coping really well. Yeah, thanks very much. It's always great to talk. This is the sort of thing that this this could be like better than a normal 
Friday night slash Saturday night. So this, this really helps. <laughs> yeah, and I think if you if you get yourself in a VR chat, <laughs> it could be even better. Yeah. And I'll be fine. <laughs> All right, Tim, take care of yourself. We'll catch you too. Up soon. All right. All right. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.